The year is the future. When the world is in danger of dwindling food resources, Renaissance man Q. Heelman develops a new technology that allows man to feast on its endless supply of entertainment. Consequently, film and television is produced at a startling rate. A sickness, franchise fatigue, plagues man and turns the infected into time wasters. Renaissance man Q. Heelman looks for a remedy, but gives up hope until two film scavengers, Brett Hodgson and Chris Nelson, stumble into his medical facility. He vows to cure them by imbuing them with the power of film. This is a most bogus situation. How's it hanging, my bodacious patient? Oh, I feel non-triumphant. <coughs> I understand. This is a gnarly situation, dude. Let's get you into the theater. This week's treatment is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Excellent. Decompressing room. Dudes. Are you feeling non-heinous? Dude, I'm feeling stellar! So, uh, we are talking about the movie Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Which <laughs> is what I wish this movie was called. It almost was called that. I think that would give it away, though. Off the bat. Like, oh, they die. Yeah, you know what? Actually, the last, the last time I watched this movie, I hadn't watched it in years. Because no... Like, nobody, mean, like, revisited this movie with me very often. So, like, I, I've only watched it probably, like, three times in my whole life. And so the last time I watched this, I've watched this movie before, believe it or not. What? Yes, that's true. Uh, the last time I watched it, I was so blown away by the fact that they're going to fucking hell. Because it's not in the title, because the actual title is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Bogus. And I was, like, so blown away that I thought this movie was, like... Just amazing. And it's still very good, but like watching it this time, I was like, okay, it's not quite as good as I remember it being. Because I I knew they were going to hell, so it didn't really... Oh, I mean, I knew they were going to hell, and I was amazed. I mean, it still looks wonderful. And it's, it's great how different it is from the first movie. Oh, yeah. The tone is so different. Even, even Bill and Ted are a little different. Because mm-hmm. in the first movie, they're totally just children. But in this movie... They're young adults. They're young adults, and they're a little more, like, world-weary. Just slightly. Just Slow a little... Bit. Just a little... Because, like, I mean, they can only be so world-weary. Yeah. But, like, you know, they, they're discovering the difficulties of becoming an adult. As, like, they're trying to make money, and they're not really doing a good good job of it. They can barely afford their own apartment, um, and they're generally... Did that hit, did that hit you home? <laughs> that hit home for you? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, I mean, what's the place they work at? Cheese Factory? <laughs> they don't work anywhere. No, they were like, we can... They're like, yeah, they said they work... They anywhere. get paid to, like, play oh. in pretzels and cheese. Oh, pretzels and cheese, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretzels and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So they're subsisting Pay off of pretzels play. and cheese. 
Have you ever uh, played a show for pretzels and cheese? Have you ever uh, or performed for pretzels and cheese? Um, one time I was I was going to, but mm-hmm. um, my van broke down on the way there, so I, I couldn't make the show. And then they never wanted me back. It was a whole thing, long story. Um, but I do like how the sequel, Bogus Journey, is just completely different. And you could just watch. You could you don't have to see the first Bill and Ted movie. You could just watch this as like a standalone Bill and Ted adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm thinking if Bill and Ted was made now, and then they made a sequel, it would pretty much probably be just similar to the first one. Right. Like, even though, you know, it would it would have been like you don't want the franchise science fatigue. class. I and think the part, we and part of why week. you don't want franchise fatigue is because it's like the same movie over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is like completely different. I mean, kind of. I mean, I mean, it's got the same heart, same characters, but like totally different adventure. Which is great. Like, if they made it now, it'd just be like, oh, they got to go back in time again. But, like, with different historical figures, we got to pass our college history exam. No! Like, it would probably be something stupid like that. I like the... On the one hand, I wish that this movie was called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Just because that's such a fun title. It is a fun title. On the other hand, there's a nice symmetry that comes with the first movie is an excellent adventure... And then the second movie is a bogus, bogus. journey. Mm-hmm. So there's a nice symmetry there. But then the yes. third one that they're planning on releasing is called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go with either of them. Well, I mean, Face the Music, it's definitely the title diverges from the first two, the consistency of them. But mm-hmm. it is like 20, 30 years later. They should have just called it Bill and Ted Grow the Fuck Up. <laughs> That's, I think, what it is. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about what is what they're gonna do with it. I've I mean I've heard well. they've they've talked a lot about what the idea for the movie is, but let's talk about this movie. Yeah, that's let's focus on Bogus Journey, which yeah I like Bogus Journey better. And what you said beforehand, I think, really rang true. Where you said it's a lot less tight story wise than the first one, but it's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. And I agree. After watching, I'm just like it's a lot more fun. So why don't, why don't you take us through through the, their the bogus, bogus journey. journey? Bill and Ted, Bogus Journey. So it opens up um, in the future. Um, and um, what's his name? Jarvis? Delaminos. Delaminos? No, not, not Delaminos. Um, George Carlin's character. Rufus. Rufus. Rufus is teaching students about history or something, we assume. And everybody in the future is dressed like a Xenon girl like, of the 21st century. Yeah, but they also look like they took pool noodles and made them into clothes or like armor mm-hmm. um, with the colors and everything. Um, also, first off the bat, right away, the budget just immediately stood out to me like, wow, this is way higher budget than the first movie. The budget and what they do with the budget to make the visuals look so much more interesting than the first film, that's really what stands out pretty much immediately. Oh, yeah, right off the bat. But because um, even just like this future saying they're like, all these establishing shots it's not just like this dark room with like people dressed weird Mm -hmm. for the future um so then delopolis um burst in delominos dominos so delominos is actually delivering a pizza ed solomon spelled backwards and ed solomon is one of the writers oh well delominos that's what um, you learn when you watch the blu-ray extras all day um, Delominos um, burst through 
and he, I guess, is Rufus's old mentor. Uh, yeah, so anyways, Dilopolis um, steals the photo booth, and he sends these robots he had made, Evil Bill and Ted. Um, they look just like Bill and Ted, except cool effect. They rip off their masks and show that they're robots. Um, he sends them back in time to kill Bill and Ted, take over their lives, and ruin Wild Stallions. And Rufus, but Rufus uh, uses a, a guitar as like... A grappling hook of some sorts. And catches onto the photo booth as and pulled back into the past at the last second. And then he doesn't really do anything for the rest of the movie. Spoiler. He's like not in the movie at all after that. Um, so then go back to the past slash present day. Bill and Ted are trying to make it, but they still suck at playing guitar. Um, they're playing shows at um, pretzels and cheeses for little money. Um, they're going to be playing in a battle of the bands. Um, and they're like, this is like our last chance. And then we can propose to the babes and then like, and you know, everything will work out. Um, but they get into the show, they get, they get into, into the, the battle. They, of the they barely get in. They're like this, the promoter lady's like, Hey, you guys suck. But I forget why she lets them in. She's because like, they play for cheese and pretzels. Because they play for this place, cheese and pretzels, which we never see in the movie. <laughs> like, well, you play a cheese and pretzels, so I'll let you in, even though you suck. Um... So like yeah it was their last chance um they end up proposing to the babes they say yes and then oh by the way the uh the babes are not only recast from the first movie but they actually accidentally swapped their names interesting because i didn't notice at all yeah because <laughs> again you know no personality the it is a frequent they're really just theme in this movie there's or in the movies we watch there's a brunette and a blonde. They're really just there as girlfriends. They're, mm-hmm. You could just say Bill and Ted's girlfriends. But you know what's funny about both of their girlfriends? So uh, there's, first real quick, they have a party for their girlfriends because it's both of their birthdays. It's their 521st birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Missy has divorced Bill's dad and is now with Ted's dad. That was funny. And Bill's dad is... R- real sad about it. I think that's like really one of the only times he's in the movie. He just looks like really like drunk and like, oh, how did I mess this up? That's like one of the first really dark moments in the movie, like dark moments of comedy where you're like, okay, this movie's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. But it was funny though. <laughs> they just switched it. But uh, so then uh, Bill and Ted both proposed to their girlfriends at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what i think is really funny about these girlfriends is that bill's girlfriend seems like she loves bill i mean like it really like you can see like the love on her face like it might have even been real i don't even know but ted's girlfriend she's a little indifferent she's like all right indifferent at best i mean i'm 521 years old i mean i'm not getting any younger (laughs) might as well go with ted you know my best friend you know it just works out we're in the band together you know but um yeah (laughs) everything they say um so then after that um evil bill and ted show up and they they, there's a running gag where they keep trying to kill cats but missing Mm-hmm. At the last second, like when they're landing in the photo booth, they're like, "Aim for the cat! Aim for the cat!" Oh, we almost got him. 
Um, and then they fake call Bill that, and Ted. That would have been better if it was dogs, though, just because we all know that everybody likes dogs better than cats. So if they wanted Pretty to much. put over the fact that they're evil. Maybe that's why they wanted someone to watch and be like, yeah, kill the cat. They want someone to actually kind of be rooting for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll never know since the writers are dead. Um, but <laughs> they're not dead. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so even Bill and Ted show up. They make a fake call with with the voices of the babes mm-hmm. to Bill and Ted to be like, "Oh, we're not going to marry you. Mm-hmm. We hate you. We're going to the desert to be alone." Evil Bill and Ted show up to their apartments, like, "Hey, where are you from the future? We're going to help you get the babes back. Come with us to the desert." They, they Ted keeps saying, "Ted, the heart. He's got a bad feeling." Mm-hmm. Bill's like, "No, I'll be okay. Using my head. It worked out before when we listened to each <laughs> other." Ted, the heart's like, "I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this." And then Bill and Ted start verbally abusing them when they start asking questions like, yeah, shut up, doofus, shut up, shut up, shut up. After they already pack them into their van. After they're already driving them in their van, like, to the desert. They're just, like, they haven't gotten to, like, the point where they're going to kill them yet. But they're just, like, treating them like shit. And Ted's like, I got a bad feeling about this. Why are we, why are we being so mean to us? (laughs) And then Bill's like, yeah, I'm going to have to remind myself to be more considerate to myself in the future. Um, But they take him to the top of this rocky mountain. They call them fags. And they push them. Off, they push them off the cliff. Sec- you think the first movie they would have learned their lesson, but then no, not the ri- to use the f word. Yeah, to not you know say the f word. But the writers double down. <laughs> Evil Bill and Ted push them off the ledge, like <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. race, you know, uh, sexual. I don't even know how you say it. Slur, whatever the f. Is bigoted, 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 bigoted slur. Yeah, and <laughs> as Bill and Ted fall. Um, but you're like, well, you know, it's evil Bill and Ted. So maybe that's, you know, okay, that's, I guess it's, they're evil, so it's fine. Um, and then they, and then they, a, like, a part I love is that they, they push them off the cliff and then they spit on them. After saying the bigoted slur. I spit on your grave. They spat on their that's graves. That's what they do. And, uh. It's like, yeah, we totally killed them. Yeah, we killed Bill and that's Ted. That's just another example of, like, how dark this movie, like, really is. Like, at its core. Oh, it's yeah. just like so much darker, way darker. And then I love how they fall at the end. Like when, oh, when, yeah. it, when it pans down and like Bill and Ted are on the ground, no blood. They're like perfectly on their back next to each other, <laughs> like in a way that makes no. They're not like all like crumpled up from falling like a, you know a thousand feet. But it's also super stylistic. Like that. Like part. Like part of like this movie is the way that everything is shot and the way that everything looks like. A lot of it, even like when we get to hell, like it's all like pretty uniform and it's like everything is supposed, you definitely get the feeling that everything in terms of how it looks is like pretty well thought out. Yeah, I didn't say it was bad. It's just noticeable. It's noticeable and it's funny that there's no blood, that they landed so perfectly. Just landed, they're back up, they're dead. But this movie is just, uh, the first movie is extremely like well thought out and there's all these intrinsic like little like plot details and stuff. And this movie not so much narratively does that, but from a shot work. composition style it does that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really well thought out shot wise. So it's it's much like more fun and pretty to look at than the first movie is. And even the scenes in themselves are very enjoyable. It's just the mm-hmm. way they tie together and the way the, the bogus journey goes. It's just kind of out there, crazy. Mm-hmm. Still a fun ride, not boring or anything. It just it's not like 
It's not as intricate. It's like they wrote, like, the first one was like they wrote, like, okay, let's have the plot. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Entire thing together. This one was like they wrote it, like, in a binge in a week. It feels like a like fever just, dream. Yeah, exactly. Like a fever dream. Just kind of, like, it's everywhere. Which, but that's what I love about it, though. This, the first one has this very, like, solid narrative bedrock where you're sort of always... And you're always feeling the funny, like, as you're going through the movie. So maybe there aren't as hard of belly laughs, but everything's at least sort of humorous. Whereas this movie, like, there are moments that almost, like, almost make you feel a little uncomfortable. But then there are, like, big belly laugh moments. Definitely. Um, So after Bill and Ted die, they wake up as ghosts and see their dead bodies. Um, And then Death shows up, the Grim Reaper. Um, He says... If you want to go back to life, then you got to beat me in a game of your choosing. And he said that, whatever that um, that silly Reaper rhyme was. No, he says that later in the movie. Oh, so he doesn't say that silly Reaper rhyme. Um, but then Bill and Ted, what do, what do they call it? Melvin? Uh, Melvin. Melvin. Their, their word for wedgie is Melvin. Is Melvin, which I've never heard. Maybe it was a thing in like the late 80s, early 90s. I've never... So. Maybe really it's because there was either. a kid Melvin that was always getting wedgied, so like people were just like, let's just call it Melvin. Or maybe like, I mean, Melvin was... sounds like a guy that would get Mel- wedged. Or, or at the very least, Melvin sounds like a guy that would wear his pants like really high waisted. He's an easy like. Hey, there's a Melvin. He's an mm-hmm. easy target. Yeah. Um. So they like, hey, your shoes are untied. Even though I think he's bare barefoot, he bends over. They they wedgie him. They run off. They go to who do they go to first? The babes. So the first, yeah, the first thing they see is that the evil Bill and Ted are like molesting slash trying to rape their girlfriends, uh, which who is don't, sort of who the, they don't react well to it. Yeah, which is sort of the point because uh, even evil Bill and Ted are trying to ruin their lives and reputation and break up the band and. Um, and then they, which don't, you think by just killing them kind of would have done it? Like it's like oh they're dead now. Like it's not like they're going to inspire... You know, I feel like you could have stopped there. You know? I guess maybe... The movie wouldn't have kept going, though. Maybe I guess you want to really, like, make sure. You want to, like... It's like it's like the double tap. You don't want you don't want to, like, do it and then, like, we did it. And then, like, oh, no, somehow, yeah. Because they have that... They, you know that Bill and Ted have that ability to somehow find Come a way. Come back from the dead, which they... Maybe they do. Um. So then maybe they, they go off and they find uh ted's dad because ted's dad is a police cop and he can arrest evil bill and ted yeah and uh ted possesses ted's dad and he tries to explain to everybody that bill and ted got killed but they don't take him seriously because he talks like ted which by the way like he did a great job of of being ted i think he did he did a very good i really believe it was ted inside him that guy is a good actor Whoever, whatever his name was, the bald Ted's dad character. I want to say his name is Hale, but that might be the know, character's it name. It's not it Melvin. Was Melvin Harris. <laughs> and then um, that doesn't work, so Bill possesses some other policemen, and they try to convince people. Everyone's like, "What the what the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Um, so they run off, leave the bodies of the police officers. Um, then they go do that. Um, What's it called? They go to a seance that seance. Missy is leading this For time. For some reason. <clears throat> because this is Missy's new thing, you know? Like she's, she's just, just having she's a seance. She's into seances. And that was probably like an early 90s. Like, Missy, like, seems... 
Missy's character type seems like the type who's into like whatever's sort of like the popular thing at the time. And like I feel like in the early nineties, like seances you know, san- like seances and like you know, Ouija like boards. supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. The X Files was big in the nineties, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they so, try to contact Missy through the seance. She thinks there's an evil spirit, so she banishes them with like a... Oops, on accident, I banish you to hell. Oops, I, she's like, oh, we ba- let's banish this, this spirit. There's an incantation in this book, and then they get banished to hell. Mm-hmm. This is where the fun starts. <clears throat> now they finally are part of the title, Bill and Ted. Bill and... Bill and... <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted. Bull Bulltoed go to hell. They finally get to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I forget what's the immediate thing. What, like, what's the immediate thing they see when they're in hell? They see the devil. Mm-hmm. Who they, they do not directly address as being the devil. And I don't know if that has something to do with trying to like keep their PG rating or what. Hmm. But um, they do not... They do, they do refer to that there is a devil, but they do not directly point at somebody on screen and say, that's the devil. I don't know why that would make it PG-13, though. Uh, I don't know. Suggestive. It's not, you know, it, uh, suggestive concepts. <laughs> sexual content. Well, it's not. It doesn't have to be sexual. Like, if you're talking just about. Like it's just like, hey, hey, he's a, you know who he is. You know who he, you know who he is. Oh yeah, you know Lucifer, you know Lucifer. So six, six, six. But <laughs> the devil, horns, tail, little pitchfork. You don't say. I'm not gonna say who he is, but you know who he is. Suggestive, <laughs> suggesting that he's the devil. Anyway, they see the devil and they're like, "Whoa, cool!" They're still like, you know, having a good time. Um. But actually, I just want to point out that one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is when they get banished and they're falling down to hell and they, they're they screaming is... and then they're screaming for so long that it, and it takes so long that they stop screaming and they start having a conversation While with each other. Falling. And then they start playing 20 questions with each other. And of course, a game of 20 questions with them is terrible because they both know what the other's thinking. Yeah, last so two yes, questions. Last two questions. <laughs> and then Are you like, a mineral? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a tank? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, and then they just like, what do we do now? I don't know. That's ah! <laughs> a great sequence. It looks like they're in the sunken place. Um, so we know where they got that from Get Out. I'm or, gonna say well, that. Get Out got it. From get Out them. got it from Bill and Ted. Yeah, I'm going to say that with 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they fall, and then they meet the devil. Mm-hmm. Then they go through some nightmares. Um, they see the military guy that from the first... Well, he was talked about in the first movie. He did pop up early in this in this movie as like Ted's dad's like, hey, if this music doesn't work out, you could still go to military school for some reason, even though you're like probably 20. And they're like, oh, okay. But he shows up in hell like as well, a you way know, to scare you can, them. You can join the military for yeah, but like a number like, they of don't, years. But they, like he's they're not living with he's not living with his dad anymore. Like there's no like. Is there a cap when you can not join the military anymore? Like oh, if yeah. you're if you're like a certain age, yeah. What I don't age know, is that? I don't know exactly what age, but you could probably do it up to when you're thirty, mm, okay, um, or late twenties. But also like then if you know, obviously if you're physically not, like physically not eligible, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. 
So, uh, uh, so the devil sends them into like this like nightmarish like like there's a basically bunch of, there's like a bunch giant of tunnels. Yeah, like giant furnace. It kind of reminds me of the Jeffrey's tubes from Star Trek. Expected, but that's neither here nor there. I expected Freddy to pop out. It was like all this like yeah. steam and like furnace and hot. And this whole like... sequence, even when they go off into their own separate nightmares, has a very like Nightmare on Elm Street vibe to it, which is really cool. Um, Again, with the visuals in this movie and the budget and what mm-hmm. they use it for, it's great. And Ted runs into an evil Easter bunny, well, which they, is well, triggered from some childhood. Well, they split issue. up. So they split up because they're being chased by that general guy. Mm-hmm. And when they go into the doors of these nightmares, they revert back to like ten-year-old versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's when Ted sees Ted sees the Easter bunny, and uh, and then Bill uh, sees his grandma. Who is, is actually played by Alex Winter, who plays Bill. Uh, really? Yeah. Dude, that's scary as fuck. Yeah, it's really gross. It's really the, the little, makeup the little hairs that are go over her lips. Oh my gosh. Really? It's gross. And he's trying to, I, I would be scared too if that was trying to kiss me. Yeah. Ted calls the devil uh, the F word again. <laughs> so they definitely doubled down on this movie. I would at this point I would call it tripling down. Yeah, tripling down. Like, like you're like okay maybe Evil Bill and Ted, they kind of you know like okay that makes a little more sense. I think maybe this is where you can see the cracks of like them kind of writing this movie a little too fast shows because they they did a double F word so in then, this movie. So then Ted pushes the devil down, and then he yells like, "Back." Yeah, that's good. Let's keep going. Like, what is the thought process? So then their fears, like, try to get them. And as that's happening, they remember, oh, we can challenge the Grim Reaper to a game. And we might be able to come back to life. That's the only way we're going to get out of hell. So they get summoned by the Grim Reaper. Or they summon him, depending on how you look at it. Either way, they summon each other, mm-hmm. and they challenge death to a game of their choosing, which was Battleship. Battleship. And they barely beat death, and he's like, no, 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 Oh come on! No, like no, 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 best two out of three. Just knows everyone me once, so I always forget. Best two out of three. Like okay, then they choose Clue, right? Mm-hmm. And they beat him in Clue. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, 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 stupid game, stupid game. Three out of five. They're like, come on, Death. Oh, come on. He's like, no, 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 no. It's three out of five. I promise. He's still a terrible odds, though, at this point. <laughs> even, like, even if it's three out of five, like he's down two games. Uh, the next thing they play is electric football. Oh, electric football. Which, which it's loses funny because immediately. they actually show what happens in electric football is the guys just go in like weird fucking circles. I don't know if you ever played electric played football. It. But it doesn't actually work. Like you, you can try to set up a play in electric football nothing happens like it's it's they just sort of meander there's no point what i'm saying is electric football is bullshit 
It's a and lie. That's what Death thought as well, because Death lost, which it, again, we, as you say, was unfair since it's not really even a game. It's not even really clear if he give if he lost or if he just gives up, because any kid who ever played electric football will tell you that they probably just gave up. Because, okay, you set up, like, one play, and then you're like, okay, I guess we should stop it. And then you set up another play, and then once you get to, like, 30 seconds of watching these things just sort of flail on the board, you're just like, fuck it. I don't know what the hell this is even supposed to be. But Bill and Ted have, like, the the liquid courage and the stamina to keep playing. So he's just like, that's like, fuck it. You win this one. They're like, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 okay. But that was, fu- that was fucked up game. It's best four out of seven. They're like, come on, death. What the hell? He's like, no, 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 just one more, just one more. I promise. So they play Twister. And as you can imagine, death slips and falls. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, fine. Fuck it. You won. I'm yours to command. So Bill and Ted leave hell and death because they come up with an idea where they're like oh yeah how can we defeat the evil robots because if we just go back they'll just kill us again it'll be all over again so ted thinks and he's like we could develop good robot uses Mm -hmm. and so they ask uh the grim reaper to take them to heaven so grim reaper takes them to heaven so they can find someone that can build them good robots. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is how they, when they get into heaven, like there's all these people like getting into heaven and they kind of walk up and they're like, hey, can I talk to you, you guys for a minute? And they walk off screen and then they just mug them, steal their clothes, <laughs> walk back walk back in the line and they're like, we just, we just mug people trying to get into heaven. <laughs> this is messed up. Um, and the Grim Reaper dresses up in women's clothing Over and his... Bill and Ted make fun of him for that and this movie is extremely oppressive <laughs> well I mean you know it is what it is it is what it is um, but they sneak into heaven and they, t- they get to God and they're like God hey who would who who's good that would I love my favorite thing about the when they meet God the shots are great um that, like really... heaven and hell look so cool in this movie mm-hmm. and Very different. Uh, and it's like heaven in this movie is a lot really blue there's like this bluish tint everywhere yeah which i like so it's not just like the pure white yeah. or gold but i love that uh when bill and ted introduce themselves to god they say I am Bill S. Preston Esquire, and I am Ted Theodore Logan, and we are Wild Stallions! It's just... <laughs> it's totally the same. You introduce yourself as your rock band name, it's like your, your non-functioning rock band. <laughs> um, That's pretty dope. So they asked God, like, who, who can help us build some good robots? And he said, what was the name of him? Station? Station. He's like, go so the, find station in this part of heaven. The, the, the funny thing is, God doesn't even say that though. He says, "All station. God." That's it. Thanks, God. Why? Why would God ever say anything more than that one word? Which, like, when if I heard him say station, I'd be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean?" They're just like, "Okay, yeah, we'll find station." Like he, station's apparently a person. Mm-hmm. 
But you're like, I wouldn't get that. If someone was just like, Stish, I'd be like, are you sure this is God? Well, they send, and then God sends him like a little disc of like directions. Oh, yeah. He, throw, he throws a little disc, a little heaven alien disc. Um, and they use it, and they find a bunch of histories. This is a throwback to the first movie. All of dead histories, like greatest thinkers, are all in a circle, like asking station apparently these mm-hmm. questions like you know ben franklin albert einstein or they're answering a question or something they're like having a philosophical thought a smart people discussion that i went away over my head um and it reveals station to be these two gross alien things right. and then death was like what you thought the smartest person in the universe was a human are you that that, human uh, biased? You that narcissistic and human biased? I'm like, oh, but you don't see any other aliens in this in heaven. So I'm guessing all the aliens were pretty bad because everyone else in heaven's human. I'm just gonna point that out. Um, but the the costumes for these um, station really good and very like moved, sexual. They, very sexual, but I mean, like they moved. I mean, so the way they moved was very like not fake. Like, I mean, it was like you could tell it was like a costume, I guess, but it was well done. Well done. So Bill and Ted wake up back in their bodies, and there's a worm well, station, eating well, station, Alex. Or I mean, uh, station Bill. goes with them, right? Yeah, station station comes with them, and death comes with them. Back to Earth, and then Bill and Ted are alive again. Yeah, and they wake up in their bodies, and they chuck station and death into the van, and they go off to build their good robots. So they go to like a, a Home Depot. And there's like a little like montage of them like going through Home Depot with with um, oh that funny th- with um, Death and Station they're like going around and Death's like walking past this guy smoking a cigarette he's like see you soon mm-hmm. <laughs> see you soon that was funny um, no one really had a weird reaction to Station I don't think yeah which is interesting it was just kind of think... like, oh okay <laughs> ugh another immigrant that's probably what they were thinking. From <laughs> I didn't mean like I hated immigrants. I'm just saying maybe, maybe some of the Midwesterners were like, ugh. That's like that reaction to like an alien, dead alien genius. Uh, meanwhile, mm-hmm. the evil Bill and Ted go and break into Missy's house, and they kidnap uh, Bill and Ted's girlfriends. Mm-hmm. After they. <clears throat> For some reason, after they got him to break up with him, like, hey, now that they're gone, let's go back and kidnap them. And then we'll kill them at the Battle of the Bands. And then Bill and Ted call Missy's house for some reason that I don't remember. And they get a hold of the evil Bill and Ted and they tell the evil Bill and Ted that they're still alive and they're coming for him. And evil Bill and Ted's like, oh, we'll just kill him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they all kind of, this all accumulates at the Battle of the Bands. Um, evil Bill and Ted are about to play, and then Bill and Ted show up with the good, good Bill and Ted robots. With the good robots, which look a lot like robots. And this is after uh, also a station has the ability to go from two little beings to one giant being for some reason. For yeah, I, I mean it's ever... it just it visually looks cool. Like it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like this movie is just fucking. A crazy fever dream and it's just really weird 
And that's just like another thing on top of it where it's like, there's no, okay, there's no reason for station to like actually exist. It could have been like some famous scientist or something. There's no reason for station to be these two little beings that like come together and form as one. But it looks kind of weird and like the whole, like, yeah, this whole movie is just, yeah. But that's pretty much the movie though. It's kind of just weird shit happening, but it's fun though. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. It might sound worse than it, than it actually is. So anyway, back to the Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. Evil Bill and Ted are on stage, and then good Bill and Ted confront them, and then they confront them with the evil ro- or with the good, good robot uses. And all it's funny because all the good robots do is come out and punch evil Bill and Ted in the head, and they're t- and they're dead, <laughs> and that's it. No. No battle, just like... It's not what we call climactic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, Evil evil Bill and Ted are, like, excited to be killed. They're like, good job, human Bill and Ted! I love that the... You did it! You beat us! I love that the robots were so well made that despite the fact that they were made to be evil, they, they have so much of Bill and Ted in them that they are not really, like, fully evil, like, all the way evil. Yeah, they still got that kind of fun... It was like if Bill and Ted were actually evil, they'd still be kind of cool. And fun. I mean, Bill and Ted are just generally cool. Also, it makes sense why the good robots were so... It was so easy for them, because this was the smartest being in the universe. Mm-hmm. Duh, Station could make robots that just take one punch to kill those inferior robots. Sure. So it makes sense. It really does. And then um, uh, Delominos shows when up. the robots fail, Delominos, the bad guy who sent them from the beginning of the movie, comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's got a gun. He's like, I'm going to kill you guys and do this myself. And then they do the trick they did in the first movie. They're like, well, hey, we just got to remember, after we defeat Delominos, we got to go back in time and put a cage or no put a drop a cage drop on a cage him, on him basically. and the cage drops he falls down mm-hmm. and then but then Delominos shows that he has like, magical thinking powers so then he's, he's like, like I know how to do time travel too that's not really a good imitation but he has an accent of mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and he's like I know what to do too I will think to bring a key and they're like oh no and then he comes out and they're like well we'll think to Get rid of your gun. And his gun goes, he's like, haha, but I will remember to have a gun. And then... Well, no. Basically, they just say, uh, you forgot one important thing. The only person that's going to be able to go back in time are the people that win this situation. <gasps> and we win. Whoa. And so then, therefore, when he tries to shoot it's his like gun... like two ten-year-olds are like, no, I shot you. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You missed. <laughs> Like this made-up thing that just keeps happening. And then uh, Ted's dad comes in and arrests Delominos. Yes. So then Bill and Ted, like, they know they got to, like, put on, like, a nice little number for the people. They, they think this is all part of the show. They're like, whoa, this is crazy. So, the effects in this battle of the bands is not... No one's played any music for, five, for like, five, ten minutes, but this is amazing. So they hop in the time machine that Delominos brought, and they go on 16th month... A 16-month intensive guitar training program, and they come back with babies because they fucked their babes. They fucked their babes and had child children. Uh, and um, Bill has a huge ass beard, which I don't know if he even grow that beard in 16 months. Maybe, but it was a huge Bill, beard. Bill's got good genetics. Ted's got a little bit of a 
with some facial hair. They're older, you can see. And then it turns out that the promoter lady from earlier in the movie was Rufus all along, helping yeah. them out, get into the battle of the bands, even though they sucked. And then they play a really dope guitar so or guitar thing by uh, Steve Vai that goes into God Give Rock and Roll to You by Kiss. And uh, the whole world sees them do this because Delominos made it so the whole world was watching when he thought he was going to kill Bill and, Bill and Ted. Ted. And the whole world watches them play this song. And then we see a bunch of highlights of the rest of their career on the end credits. With like newspaper clippings, magazine covers. Um, Basically chronicles their career about how they like end... Or, uh, they end wars with their music and they bring the world together. And how and how and we, goes on his own solo career, but then it finds out he was lip syncing and then goes back into the band. Funny could, stuff like that. We could really use Bill and Ted in their music right now, which is why wow. I'm glad that they're making Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. But that's the question, though. If they did so well, apparently in this third one that's like 20, 30 years later, that they didn't do as well as they were supposed to. So what's with that? Right. I, well, we're going to find we're gonna out. We're going to find out. Because um, at the end of this movie, end of Bogus Dream, it's like, wow, everything turned out great. But mm, I guess not. We'll have to find out. Uh, so one little production thing that I forgot to point out earlier that I thought was really funny mm-hmm. is, uh, maybe not really funny, but it was just I noticed it. So uh, is their apartment number says like 33 or something. And that spray painted out and spray painted next to it is 69. <laughs> so their apartment number is 69. 69. Very crude. What, num- like what number are you thinking of? 69. Um, so uh, do you, did you have any thoughts from the movie that you wanted to still address? Um, well... Doubling down on slurs. I'm glad we addressed that. Um, um, there was... I don't really know what to say about it that we didn't already cover last week. No, I know. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying it. I'm just glad we covered it. It all still um, Yeah, no, I think I just, I think we're following through with what you said before the movie really held true to me. Okay. That it was a lot more fun, a lot less tight story-wise. But I liked it. I think I liked it better. So, since I prescribed Excellent Adventure, I'm definitely prescribing... Oh, hold on. Before you get to your prescription. I'm just saying it's pretty obvious. Okay. Well. uh, No one's like on the edge of their seat. You got to tell us where we stand on the tip meter. Oh. Well. You can't forget your stick. This almost um, made me like Excellent Adventure more because the tip meter in Excellent Adventure, what was that? There was something in there. Uh, Just like a cleavage shot. It was a cleavage shot. That was more than we got in bogus journey no because they look down missy's shirt during the seance sequence. oh they do yeah tip meter so it's equal so bogus journey wins oh my gosh bogus journey it was it was give it was a little it was, well, little, on the, on it was the neck tip- and neck there because i thought the tip meter was higher on excellent adventure but since it's equal mm-hmm. bogus journey wins well but as far as just the tip meter as a singular metric of oh, how good a movie is oh it's way it's it's they're equal it's like point yeah they're, they're completely equal. They're equal. equal on the tip meter metric scale which is really nice when you think on about the tms it. that's what you want on the tms the tip metric scale um they're equal okay 
So then you have to base how good a movie is on other merits, which is weird for me, but because <laughs> <laughs> I usually, you know, rate, you know, from one to five boobs, my movies, um, five boobs. Like if it's like a great movie, you have an odd boobs. number of boobs. That's like five stars or five boobs. Okay. Where's the five nipples? I say five boobs. Um, yeah, because because so a nipple can be on, on a man. TMA, who on wants a TMS that? tit metric scale, it's a point five boob, so it's like one nipple. Um, but I would prescribe it anyway. Do you have a tagline for this movie? <gasps> I forgot about the tagline. Or um, or or you know, I was actually thinking. I'm I'm throwing this out right on the podcast. Uh, instead of taglines, we could also just do a defining theme of the movie. That seems less fun. It's more fun for me because that's what I like talking about. You have you get a boner for themes. Yeah, I do. And I get a boner for TMS. Here's here's the problem with this movie. Eh, I wouldn't even really call it what a would problem. What do you think the theme is? I don't think there really is a defining theme of this movie. I think it's it, it really is just like a fever dream where it's just like shit just fucking happens. The first one is have definitely be excellent to each other. The first one is definitely be excellent to each other. This movie they try to say the best place to be is here and the best time to be is now. That's very loose though. Which it sort of applies they just throw that because in at the end. well, I mean you you could say it sort of applies because um they die and they come back to life and they, go in the future they gotta feel today. appreciative of the fact that they're alive again so the best place to be is here and the best time to be is now however i don't really feel like the movie's saying that as a whole and i don't feel like the movie's really saying anything in particular as a whole like the the first movie does have this underlying thematic thing going on of be excellent to each other and I don't think the second movie really has that. Yeah, it doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that's a problem. But you're right. I'm just pointing it. out what I think, in, in my personal analysis, what the truth of the matter happens to be. I don't really have a tagline for this movie. The only well, I tagline think... I can really think of is Bill and Ted's bogus journey, Bill and Ted go to hell. Yeah, that's see, the, movie, the, the problem is that the Bill and Ted movies, part of their title is a tagline. It's really hard to make a tagline it's true. after that. Yeah. So, I mean, I still like doing the tagline, but with Bill and Ted, it's just kind of hard. Oh, you know, you know, I guess it would be an alternate title, but it, maybe this would, a fun one would have been Bill and Ted Cheat Death. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Hey. That's... Hmm. That would have been, the, you know, that would have been a well, good way of like going in but so like revealing they go to hell and the, die and stuff I, right and i think the studio was probably a little squeamish about like bill and ted go to hell i don't yeah. think any of the nine-year-olds who we yeah, make money satanic. off of for this film yeah mm. but bill and ted cheat death that's mm, fun. that's okay i, I still think. see why they went with bogus journey i could see that too but i like cheat death and like i said bogus journey offers a nice symmetry with excellent adventure Bill and Ted versus evil Bill and Ted. But they never say, see, in the first movie, though, they say excellent adventure. In this movie, they do not say bogus journey, and I don't like that. They do say, however, I, uh, Bill says, I think this is going to be something, something of an expedition. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought when I was younger, it was called Bill and Ted's bogus expedition. expedition. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of would have liked that better. Mm. But... 
What about what about Bill and Ted versus Evil Bill and Ted? I don't like it. I'm just nah. That's shit. <laughs> nope. No. Wrong. So you prescribe it? Wrong. Um, I do prescribe it. And I do like it more than the first one. But I, they're both Why? Do you want to delve into that? I think we pretty much covered it. It's just... I think it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, but it's loose, less... Like, the structure's a lot less... Or looser, like, story-wise. It's just more fun. I don't know. I like it a lot. And I like just, like, how... Like you said, it's fever dream. I just like how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. It works. Uh, okay. I... I would generally prescribe it because, to be honest, I like this movie more than the first movie because it looks so much more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, there are so many like more like cool and interesting shots and like cool and interesting concepts uh, in the second movie as opposed to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- and even though I'm a little theme whore. Despite that fact, I still enjoy this movie more. I would say you're. It's a little more. more, This movie's a little more adult. I would say. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you're a theme whore though. What would you say I am? Theme fag. (laughs) Uh, Very nice. Thank you. (laughs) And then I push you off a cliff. But Um, I do think. That maybe this movie, because it seems like the writers for Bogus Journey um, were a little disappointed with the third act. They felt like it sort of didn't all come together. Like it was a little too crazy. Mm-hmm. So let me throw out a repurposing idea. Which is, mm-hmm. because I really, I, I think one of the things that I lament about this movie is they don't spend enough... I would love to see them spend much more of the movie in heaven and hell. Yeah. So maybe it would be a little it's better... Like third of the movie. Yeah. Maybe it would be a little better if they go to hell and then they get their way... They, like, f- scrap their way out of hell, but then instead of just deciding to build good robots... They go to heaven and they learn how to play guitar from like some of the best guitar players to have ever lived, like uh, Jimi Hendrix. And they come back and, and win the Battle of the Bands. That's how they win. Well, I think. Uh, so they would come back and then. Uh, well, I had a better idea for this before. Yeah, I guess, I guess they would come back and probably... Yeah, they would come back and win the Battle of the Bands. And I think I think it would generally be better because uh, you would actually see them like develop as guitar players or musicians as opposed to how they just sort of, like, you know, take the time machine and leave for two seconds and come back mm-hmm. and they're suddenly great musicians um it's more of like a hero's journey there yeah and like yeah maybe they like defeat their evil selves like in a guitar duel or Battle something bands, yeah yeah i i actually like the idea a lot um but you can't really repurpose it because i don't think you'd really recast bill and ted 
like redo it oh no i wouldn't redo it overall i would see what i would need is uh i'm I'm about 30 years too late so i need to go into a time machine and i need to go back to when they were writing the movie and suggest like oh what if they just learn how to play guitar in heaven from the yeah (laughs) yeah ideally though i think that would be make the movie better Mm -hmm. but still really good definitely still prescribe it yeah i think overall prescribe it but I like the little idea that I came up with because I, do like, it too, I like everything I do. Well, why wouldn't you? You're great. Um, because it would be more humble to not be so self-enamored. It's disgusting, well, actually. <laughs> well, being humble is just um, being honest. And being, I mean, it's not just being down yourself. Like, oh, I guess I'm just a piece of shit. Like, I mean, like, you had to realize, you know, the scopeness of the universe and humanity but you can also be like oh honestly no this i this is pretty good i like this I, yeah i like this about myself and what i did but what i really appreciate about this movie <laughs> uh-huh. what i really appreciated about this movie is that uh and, and we sort of like covered it already but like they could have easily just decided to make it like an english class project Mm-hmm. Or something similar to that. They just went totally different. Yeah, they they did totally different. And how do you raise the stakes on being able to like go through history and time? You take it metaphysical and go to heaven and hell. It's like, it's. That's why I hope that Face the Music um, is with like alternate universes. See, that's the. I don't know if alternate universes show is is an increase and in, i feel like it's actually a decrease in stakes from heaven and hell though yeah but i think what, that's the problem but what, once how you, do you go increase from heaven and hell exactly once you I'm go to thinking, heaven and of, hell instead of going upwards i'm thinking we're going sideways mm-hmm. like bouncing to the left bounce to the right it's a very good question and fortunately for us we don't have to answer it mm, true we just have to watch somebody else's problem Do you got do you got anything else? Um no. I don't think so. Um it's the first two movies we watched that have been like, yeah, prescribed. I've enjoyed a lot. Well, and Weird Science. And Weird Science. Well that was the first one. Wow, three in a row though. So I'm I'm looking forward to going back to watching movies that I've never seen before though. Yeah, because it's been three in a row that you've seen. Yeah. But, but I you can't... know, the next movie that we watch you'll have seen and you haven't seen Ooh, flip the tables flipping the I'm tables kinda, i haven't seen it in a few years so i'm excited to see it but i'm also excited to see what you think about it mm. check it out you're on your feet thanks to you q you are an outstanding physician that is a most excellent compliment dude have you boys learned anything through all of this you never know when someone's gonna go. So, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes.